Welcome to Season 2, Episode 14 of Four Seasons and a Funeral, the show where we go back and watch shows that had four good seasons and an American 2020 election of a fifth season. Today we're talking about Season 2, Episode 14 of Fringe, The Bishop Revival. My name is Charlie, and joining me today are David and Nick. Hey, I'm David. Hi, I'm Nick. So, Charlie, explain to me how Season 5 of Fringe is like the current election. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> legitimately <laughs> interested. It's, uh, a, opinions it's a tire still, fire? <laughs> opinions are still coming in on it. Uh, I don't Votes know. are still coming in. Uh, more people than you thought really <laughs> liked it. I feel like I've just called Charlie out. <laughs> I don't know anything about season five of Fringe, and I've already turned my brain off when it comes to the American election. So, just like you will for season five, that's the connection right there. <laughs> I, 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 I want nothing to do with either. It's amazing that David hasn't been spoiled for season five of Fringe, where Trump becomes president. Holy shit! That would be that would be a season five <laughs> right a, there. That's an episode of Simpsons, isn't it? That's several episodes of The Simpsons. Isn't that just their future? <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Lisa becomes president. Said says we have a lot of work to clean up the mess President Trump left us. Which, to be fair, there's going to be a lot of that for the next like couple elections. <laughs> Anyways, to not <laughs> let's let's not get too political uh in the Yet. intro at least <laughs> let's get to the episode which is again very topical and i hate that it is yeah we got back to back you thought the plague last episode was topical oh boy fringe <laughs> releasing banger after banger after banger <laughs> before Don't we get you... too uh... into this though david what have you been up to um absolutely nothing um i got well, the one thing is I got an email from one of my from one of my coworkers, sort of the manager, and they were like, "Oh, how long do you think this blah is going to take you?" And I'm like, "Oh, well, blah, 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 probably t- 2 weeks." And I got an email from my like, like the my other manager saying, "Oh, yeah, you got your 2 week extension." I'm like, "Wait, what? That was what that email was about?" <laughs> I thought they were just asking me now how long it was to take me from now, not that I needed two more weeks, but oh well. Interesting. So I got a two-week okay. extension to my contract. Oh, <laughs> which your is, whole contract? Yeah, which means I have a job until December fifteenth. Now that's that takes oh, you right wow. into the Christmas break. I know, which is I'm like I'll take that, and then I guess I'll be done then, and then that'll be New Year job hunt is what it'll be. It'll be like <laughs> it'll be like restarting that thing all over again. Oh, uh, kill me! <laughs> <laughs> took me three months to find a job last time after New Year's. Yeah. But hey, David, it's okay, because if Biden wins, coronavirus goes away. <laughs> That's how that works, right? Wait, what? I didn't realize. <laughs> <laughs> Have you not been hearing this rhetoric? Mm-hmm. Uh, guys, it's, we're going to be in pandemic like lockdown for at least six more months. Chill. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm still trying to figure out like housing things for like literally like next summer. It's weird. <laughs> Have fun for job hunting, Nick. Uh... <laughs> it's going to be so bad, dude. Uh, I, I'm, I'm hoping that having the whole masters in AI thing is going to help me. We'll see. Yes, but Nick, you don't realize that you're competing with everyone else graduating, and then everyone who graduated last year and couldn't find a job. Yeah, is the problem. Like, it's not that the qualifications; it's just that competition's so high right now. Like, the job market is crazy because it's just. Oh, I know. It's been it's been too long because everyone's working from home everyone's working from home as well so it's not even like distance is a thing like you can yeah. you can apply to whatever fucking job you want yeah um give me a heads up when your graduation date is and i'll see if, <laughs> I yeah, would appreciate i'll see it. if 
yeah I'll, I'll see if anyone i know is hiring i, I, I like i like this play charlie i i very much appreciate it i'll, <laughs> I'll let you know <laughs> tentatively right now it's like august 2021 okay but, oh like, god it's uh, so far away it's so far away bet uh i bet <laughs> i bet we'll still be in lockdown <laughs> mm-hmm. how many times do you think i will have visited the office i'm supposed to be working at by the time nick graduates i've been there once i've been to my office once as well so is it for your onboarding too yes <laughs> so so here's here's the really weird thing for me guess how many times i'll see in person the lab mates that i was like you know started my whole master's with and were like i've sat i sat beside my lab like every day for the first eight months Guess how many well, more guess, times I'll see them in person. How many times have we seen each other? Well, you guys live in the same city. This was a little bit different. Yeah. But like, I think I've only seen you guys once this entire pandemic situation. Now, I visited I visited you and we we hung out in your backyard oh, a yeah, long time twice, as well. I guess. Yeah, there was that. That was when uh, restrictions got lifted and then shit hit the fan and now restrictions are back on. Yeah. We, we I saw you, David. I saw you once for your birthday. Mm-hmm. And then I think I've seen Nick maybe five or six times Mm -hmm. and that was like let's sit on opposite ends of the deck and talk so that we don't go crazy it's just it's really sad because especially when you compare it to last summer when i was living here (laughs) and i still visited you guys like at least every other week essentially yeah yeah well david i I remember that summer it was like all right both of us are jobless bums we'll see each other every once in a while it was great (laughs) oh that jobless bumhood was great it was a good time it was a good summer well that was there was a summer to clarify (laughs) That was the last time I was happy being a jobless bum. Yes, agreed. <laughs> now, if I'm a jobless bum, it's panic. Because <laughs> like, now you have to pay for things. Yeah, mm. like that was the last time where like I can afford to not do anything this summer. <laughs> Got to make that Genshin Impact money. Oh, uh, God. Anyways, Charlie, what have you been up to? Uh, about the same. I got super excited because McDonald's is on DoorDash now. And you guys know this, but... Um, McDonald's is out of range for like skip delivery from where I live. And it's by like a, a couple blocks. <laughs> I literally move my address to the like edge of my block north and they'll deliver it there. <laughs> you should just get it delivered there and meet them that's, out in the that's street. That's what I've been that's what I've been thinking. That's a little bit more sketch now that we're in a pandemic, obviously. But yeah. <laughs> DoorDash was like, hey, we got McDicks now, and I was like, maybe the oh my god, they deliver to my house. <laughs> And they had a promotion for you get a free Big Mac and free del- or and free delivery with your first order. And I was yeah. like, well, I'm gonna get fucking McDonald's for lunch tomorrow. So I got a spicy McChicken, large fries, and a Big Mac. And then I didn't have dinner last night because <laughs> I was so full from lunch. Oh man, I gotta order McDonald's soon. You do? It's great. Probably, probably get I, I, like, uh, I I'm not super like McDonald's is great sometimes. But, You're a monster. Uh, it's great for every meal of the day. David, I've noticed this. I lived with you. <laughs> There's I a documentary know. about a guy who can attest <laughs> to the fact that McDonald's for every meal is great for a certain period of time. <laughs> I don't Not know if forever. we talked about it on the podcast, but at one of the previous houses I lived at, um, there was McDonald's like five minutes away <laughs> oh, from where I live. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and the way you got to it was essentially I would walk out onto like my main street and then I could cut into an alley, essentially, go behind like a Staples and end up at a McDonald's. And it took literally like five minutes to get to the McDonald's from my house. 
That was the most and, beautiful part about going over to that place to like study. <laughs> was someone be like, I'm hungry. And you're like, you get McDonald's, right? They're like, yeah, and you go walk with them. Because <laughs> it was like, it would be faster for me to walk to McDonald's, order food and walk back than it would be to start making food. Like in actuality, <laughs> like I could get the trip done in 20 minutes or less. Yeah. And then you ran into a similar problem with the really nice Greek place that was by where we lived. Yeah. That was you, great because the bus stop regular. dropped you off right in front of the shawarma place. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, I mean, it's literally on the way home. Might as well stop by and get some shawarma. Yeah, neither All of the right. places we lived in, we had that. We got no. sweet sushi in the one, except it was closed. Yeah, yeah, you, it was closed you the fucking entire lied time. to me. It wasn't closed the entire time. We got sushi right at the end of that. Yeah, it opened in the final two weeks I was living there. It was so good. Uh, well, let's stop talking about how nice it is to see other people and start talking about Nazis. Wait, did we do a Nick update? No, oh, I've um, I, I'm I'm in. Uh, I, I have moved for the week um, to take care of a family member. It's a great time. Uh, that's so ominous uh, yeah it, like you have to at least give like severity Nick, like, you don't uh, have to name you things you either had to mention either say nothing about that situation or just they are like, doing they are doing completely fine post surgery and it's not and covid related and recovering from minor surgery uh, yeah it's not don't say eh. it's not covid related like you you use like there were two ways you could go and you chose the worst path you chose the third worst thing to say david add it add it to the nick being vague montage uh, it's a good montage uh, but yeah no uh, they are doing they are doing totally fine and are happy and healthy post-surgery just, just sounds so kidnapped and he is free to pursue a life of religious freedom when Whenever he so chooses. It sounds like you've kidnapped someone. <laughs> and you're trying to say that they're not. It's, it's like literally the, um... Leslie Nielsen's speech from Airplane after the pilot <laughs> passes out. And he's lying to all the... Everyone on the plane, all the passengers being like, pilot is doing fine, he's healthy. And they're carrying him out the back. Listen, the important thing to recognize is, this time I'm not lying. <laughs> I was going to say, it's like that Brooklyn Nine-Nine episode with the cult leader's wife. Just yeah. keep announcing messages like I'm okay and safe and you don't have to look for me. <laughs> yep. I am alive and healthy. That's definitely not also a thing that happens in real life. Yes, uh, it's based on a real story. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like it's satire. Right. Anyhow, TV Speaking guide. of satire. <laughs> is this satire? Speaking of uncomfortable truths. Ah, there we this go. is an Al Gore's documentary. <laughs> Read the TV guide, Charlie. <laughs> Charlie, if I can get into it. <laughs> uh, the division discovers that the bizarre deaths of guests at a Massachusetts wedding were the result of a test for chemical weaponry, but the investigation also reveals evidence that the case may have genealogical ties to Walter. Woo. Which is such a weird way to phrase this. It is, but it's also a decent TV guide uh, entry compared to some of those ones from season mm -hmm. one. Oh yeah, no, this is non-spoilery. I th really, from the way they describe gene genealog like genealogical yeah. tie, I was genealogical. Like, yeah, I was expecting it to be like his great grandfather or some shit. Not his <laughs> like, dad. Not, not just his dad. Like, <laughs> hey, we'll get to it. Um, we open in Massachusetts because the show isn't legally allowed to have a setting anywhere else. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and we're at a wedding. Yay. And we're doing the, hey, look, I'm the amateur videographer, and I'm going to get up in the face of everyone, including this private moment between the bride and her future mother-in-law. Yeah. Um, it's It doesn't feel like fringe at the start. Yeah. <laughs> They also do the weird the effect I hate where they're like, hey, look, it's a camera, and we got like the viewfinder borders and little record flashing yeah, the dot. Fake and then, viewfinder stuff. Yeah, and then nothing's in frame. <laughs> yes. Um and yeah, we're the groom's kind of freaking out a little bit. It looks like he has asthma because he's like having a panic attack because he's about mm-hmm. to go get married. Um it's a Jewish wedding because people are wearing yarmulkes and there's a rabbi and not a priest. Yep, those are not, in fact, masks that everyone had to get. They <laughs> yes. <laughs> those aren't just weird masks. Yeah, it looked a little bit like a 95 mask. I was like, no, that's not it. I was like, ah, yeah, I'm, I'm an asshole. <laughs> well, no, you just have pandemic vision. <laughs> You're watching the wedding going, this is a super spreader event. This should not be happening. <laughs> uh, and then everyone's kind of waiting in the the brother of the groom comes down. He's like, I can announce he's not running away. Ha ha ha. Get it. Cause he's having trouble breathing, uh, but he'll be out shortly. And then the Nana is freaking out. Cause she sees this young blonde guy in the corner and she's like, who is that? And they're like, Oh, he's probably just a friend of the bride's family. Assumedly she's the groom's grandmother at this point then. Mm-hmm. And uh, then the Nana freaks the fuck out and it's like, it's him, it's him, it's him. Everyone's like, what the fuck's going on with you? And then she uh, she yells at him till she's blue in the face. Yep. And <laughs> oh, end of scene. <laughs> hey, I mean, yeah. literally. She she goes blue in the face, and then everyone is choking and dies. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> and it looks like, once again, we're going to have a pandemic episode. But no. <laughs> it's no. worse. No, it's Nazis. Oh. <laughs> I, was st- I commented in our little uh, group chat. After I watched the episode, just, hey guys, isn't it so sad that Nazis are topical? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Isn't, it, isn't that depressing that Nazis are like, oh, oh, gotta be careful. <laughs> That's too, too soon. Hey, oh. remember when it was like the Tiki Torch March? Everyone was like, wow, I can't believe this is happening. And how quickly that shit got normalized. Yeah. Remember how there was debates on if you should or should not punch a neo-Nazi? Yeah. All right. It's just <laughs> the good place has a really good episode where they do a commentary sort of on this where the uh, essentially the plot of the good place is it's like hell or heaven, blah, 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 blah. And one of the reformed demons is talking to like a council of the good place people. So the heaven people. And he's like, OK, so yeah, so the bad guys have been doing these bad things. And the good guys are like, well, I guess we'll form a committee and look into it. And it'll be a really long investigation. <laughs> and it's just like Michael going, but they, they've done bad things. We need to punish them. You're like, yeah, but if we do the same thing, we're just as bad at them. And I'm like, yeah, I get the feeling. But like, sometimes you just got to do shit. <laughs> like, sometimes it, you have to punch a Nazi. Yeah. And like punching a neo-Nazi, I think, is in that vein where it's just like, <laughs> yes, sh- sh- sure. It lowers you to their level. But like, just do it. <laughs> like, you got to do it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. That's our cold open, though. Yep. Uh, which a, lot, is... a lot of people are dead. Yeah, uh, we after the cold open after credits, uh, Olivia is on the wedding grounds and she's talking to uh, a local detective there, and he's like, "There's four, at least fourteen people dead so far, but yeah, we haven't started investigating. We got the alert. You guys are coming. You have jurisdiction now." And yeah, we, we it's it's freaky in there. We didn't want. We we tried to keep everyone at bay. <laughs> yeah, 
and Olivia's kind of like, I wonder where the bishops are. And then you see that station wagon kind of like it's it. They got down the kids learning to drive <laughs> like body language very, very quickly where it's like they're braking because they feel like they're going too fast. And Walter decided to drive today. Yay, Walter. And he's like, I Yay. love weddings. <laughs> yes, we do. Get, we do get a very um, touching. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, creepy, talk- creepy. There I think go. is the correct. Well, it's, oh, it's it borders on creepy. I think it's more endearing than anything because he's like, "Oh, I love weddings. Like your mother was so beautiful in hers. I want you to wear a purple tuxedo when you marry Olivia." Well, not purple. Well, no, he wants my... him to wear his tuxedo. Oh, sorry. Yes, his purple tuxedo. Mm-hmm. Which damn, and, that's a that's a power move yeah. right there. <laughs> Showing up to a wedding in a. <laughs> purple tuxedo hey uh, i look good in purple i could wear a purple tuxedo to my wedding please do i will pay for the tuxedo hey but remember groomsman has to match me <laughs> it's not my wedding it's not gonna kill me oh shit i'll beep that <laughs> blank is going to kill me no david but blank is <laughs> They won't kill me for showing up in a purple suit if I'm like, I'm just matching your husband to be. Like, it's not my fault. Uh, uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah. And then he's like, oh, do you think she'll call me dad? And Peter's like, I, what Ooh. the fuck are you talking about? And Walter's like, Olivia, once you marry her. Because Walter is fully on board with this ship as we all should be. Walter Walter's already made the ship. <laughs> Walter is the captain of the ship. Walter's been the captain of the ship since season one. Yeah. We, we had a first mate there for a little while, which was that 17-year-old. Uh... Oh, I thought you were going to say Charlie. But... <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like they had to throw that one of the early scenes with Charlie and his wife in there. Just because people were like, hey, what about Charlie and Olivia? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're like, like no, no, he's married. He's, he's married. married. And then he's dead, and she doesn't know, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Don't comment on it at all. <laughs> yeah. Anyhow, once um, once we get the weird wedding talk out of the way, they go in and start examining bodies, and they come to the determination that these people died of asphyxiation, but there's nothing blocking their airways, and their lungs aren't full of fluid, so how exactly did they suffocate? Mm-hmm. And the and first thought is maybe it's, uh, maybe it's anaphylactic shock. Which, which makes some amount of sense because it's all the same family. So it's like, man, I guess they were all allergic to something. <laughs> they had a yeah, weird genetic allergy. Which, I mean, isn't the craziest thing in the world? No, it really no, isn't. That would not be the craziest thing Fringe has tried to sell, to sell, sell us on. Not at all, but... <laughs> you mean, like, the rest of this episode? <laughs> <laughs> and they look down at the Nana's arm and they see the tattoo indicating that she was a holocaust survivor yep yep which is where i knew the episode was not gonna get better (laughs) that's when i went oh no listen we dodged we dodged the plague bullet um we had to hit hit with by a different one (laughs) (laughs) uh fringe why are you so topical like 10 years later (laughs) but hey it's a writing talent yeah (laughs) To be able to predict these things. Uh, but yeah, so they go searching for, uh, they go and like start like investigating around, uh, seeing what's going on, uh, and find a, <laughs> well, they go into where the groom was and they're like, maybe it was this food that they all ate and that's why they're all dead now. 
Um, and then they hear some like fumbling in the closet, and our groom pops out. Um, does not look very good either. No, he is Ooh. like almost all the way blue. <laughs> but hey, he's got his inhaler, so he's still fine, right? <laughs> yeah, they uh, they try and they try and use the inhaler on him, but it doesn't work, and yeah, he dies too, just yeah. much later than everyone else. So I they... imagine the inhaler doesn't work at this point because it's run out. Maybe. Because if he's just been, like, hiding in the closet using the inhaler the entire time. That's And that's why he's still of, alive. That's a like, lot of inhaler. Yeah, I don't know how long, because he was there for, is what I don't understand. Yeah. I don't know. Well, it's beside the point. So it's a little And why little no one thing. went to go look for him already before yeah. this? Yeah, there's, there's that. Because um, they, it didn't kill everyone at the wedding. Yeah. So I imagine It only killed started, 14 people. Yeah, yeah. I imagine people, well, 15 now. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine people would have started suffocating and they would have called 911. So maybe it's been a half hour. Yep. But, Who knows? Uh, but yeah, we cut back into uh, the Bishop Lab um, and they are starting to perform the autopsy. And ooh, that is not the right color for blood. What do you nope. mean? Your blood's not blue? Nope, nope, nope. I am not oh. royalty. I got to find a doctor. Listen, Charlie. I think I think you got to also reconsider your uh, your views on the police. <laughs> hey, that's a good show. Is it? <laughs> I mean, it's got um ah, uh, what's his name? He's got the big mustache. He was on Las Vegas. He was um uh, Monica's no... boyfriend on Friends for a bit. Oh, uh, his his name was Richard in Friends. I don't know yeah, what yeah, the he... actor's name was. I know who you're talking about yeah. though. <laughs> he's awesome and he's the police chief of new york on blue bloods watch cool. it it's a good show yeah. Meh, i don't know <laughs> crime procedural starring police officers kind of kind of kind of not good no anymore kind of sus <laughs> i think it shows how corrupt the family is okay well i don't know yeah but yeah um they are going like walter's trying to figure out more about what's going on um with the the groom and he picks up the inhaler uh and uses it yeah <laughs> well, which um astro is just like whoa wait what and then he uses it and it's like what if that's ki- what killed him <laughs> which well, was like, you, ah. you're missing a great line and david you used astro this episode it's ostrich oh is it ostrich ostrich pretty good <laughs> no ostrich like ostrich. the bird nice oh. like he cuts he cuts open the body and sees the blue blood and dabs it and he goes ostrich what color is this <laughs> And she goes, it's blue. And he goes, okay, good. Okay, good. The drugs have worn <laughs> off. Um, and he, Walter also notes that all 15 victims were direct descendants of the grandmother who freaked out. Yes. And they suffocated from the inside out. So something stopped the oxygen from circulating with the blood. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And somehow the inhaler kept the groom alive. By weakening the toxin, I don't know how. Yep, or like kept his airway open. It, but it, I don't know. airway but yeah. doesn't doesn't matter. If doesn't the matter in this case. Bonded. But hey, um, the groom was kept alive for longer, so cool. They've got something that like sort of helps. Um, yeah, which but, is whatever's in an inhaler. Yes, um, but yeah, we cut back over to um, the scene of the wedding. And Olivia is questioning um, the mother of the uh, mother of the groom, I guess. Yeah, what about mother? Yeah, of the, mo- no, mother of the bride. 
Oh, no, sorry. Yeah, no, Mother of the Grim. Oh, yes, yes. Um, but hey, probably not a direct descendant of uh, the... Yeah, she married into the family. Yeah, she married into yeah. the family, so she's fine. She wasn't a blood relative. Yes. Um, but yeah, talking to her um, and trying to get a little bit more about like what might have caused this or like why. While Peter's in the background sniffing candles. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just, just casually. Huffing yes. some huffing some candles. I want to know what set him off to smell the candles. Like what his thought process was. To be fair, one of the candles did look different than the rest of them. Yeah, uh, one of them is like orange, and the rest are white. And yeah, he's holding the orange, more burned down candle compared to the other candles. Um, and is like, yep this 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 one's this one's weird. Uh, yep, this was sus. <laughs> and uh, the the mother's like, yeah, no, they're all jasmine scented. And as soon as she leaves, uh, Peter's like, yeah, no, this one's cinnamon scented. <laughs> the most suspicious scent. Well, she obviously. also leaves because she starts crying. Like, she doesn't yeah. just leave. She's, like, explaining, like, oh, yeah, the the bride chose it. And then, like, she starts tearing up. It's like, I gotta go. And they're just Which, like, yeah, no, fair. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. So they uh, they grab the candle. They run back to the lab. And they run some tests on it. And um, Astrid is looking through that very convenient rogue videographer. Um, they got the footage from him, so they're trying to see if they can spot this random unknown guy. Mm-hmm. Um, she can't enhance the picture, but shocking! It's almost like I'm that's gonna... how it really works. So, brief, brief tangent. Just a small rant on this. I started rewatching the X Files because it's all on Amazon Prime, mm-hmm. and there's there's an episode where at the beginning of the episode they go, "Oh, we can't enhance this picture because it's too low resolution." And I'm like, cool, you understand how this works all the way back then. <laughs> yep. In the exact same episode, they enhance a low-resolution picture. Are you forgetting mm. that we had a scene in Fringe where they had the image from the person's eye and they used satellite footage to use a 3D model to match the angle? Hey, I don't... Mm. That sounds science, man. Mm. I don't know what you want from Are you forgetting mm. that scene? <laughs> <laughs> that amazing mm. scene in season one? It's the only time it's happened. Mm. <laughs> Horrendous. It's it the only hurt. time Fringe got to like CSI levels, I'll say. Uh, that was that was ridiculous. Um, <laughs> I anyways, don't know. I feel they, like there have been other times. <laughs> they can't get a high-res picture, but they sent it off to databases anyways to see if they can get a match on the face. Um, and then they get a response from the spectrometer, and it's hydrogen cyanide that was set off and aerosolized due to the heat of the mm-hmm. candle. Yeah. Well, hydrogen cyanide and another thing. And the other thing is what's actually interesting. Uh, yeah, because uh, that's the mysterious well, oh, it's, mystery it's, chemical. It's, it's also like it's a chemical that, like as, as Walter puts it, um, is like a little bit like crude and also doesn't like, yeah, it's very rare to be used. So um, it's relatively easy for them to identify and find the person based off yeah. of the chemical. Because Walter's like, this isn't even like a super complicated toxin. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a fairly rudimentary toxin. But it's how did it, um, how did it affect only fifteen people at this party? And then Walter jumps to Nazis. Yes, almost apropos of nothing. Well, yeah, it, they. To be fair, 
they had the idea of Nazis since they found out the woman was a Holocaust survivor. Well, yeah, and then Olivia we goes, are missing yeah, no, the little she's... like moment there, yeah, where Olivia goes, "Do you think this was on like purpose or something?" And Walter's <laughs> like, "Maybe it was a science experiment carried like carrying on the research from the Nazis to try and target specific people." In a so crowd. this isn't from nowhere that they jump to Nazis now. Yeah, Walter Walter puts on his tinfoil hat, but puts on like no. three of them. <laughs> no, because Walter jumps to Nazis first because he goes, he's like, oh, they were they were pioneers in everything. They were trying to advance science in every single thing. Mm-hmm. And they were looking maybe to target like specific people. And then Olivia's like, oh, she was a Holocaust victim. And Walter's like, oh, let's not go too far. Some of my best fathers were Nazis. To <laughs> 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 so which we find out, oh, no. Uh... Only, only technically. <laughs> oh no, Grandfather Bishop was a Nazi. Yep. Um, and Peter's but, like, wait, I thought he left hold on. Germany in... No, 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 we haven't hit that yet. Yeah, oh, no, no, we, we haven't? We, we haven't. Oh, okay. no. No, we, 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 get, we get murder number two before that happens. Okay, yeah, murder number Wal- two. Walter's like, I'm not saying it's Nazis, I'm saying this has similarities to Nazi thoughts, but there's going to be another test. Like, that was test run one, he's going to do this again. And then we see him do it again. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Where he's like... Oh, there's a little girl with her mom, and the girl's so polite, and she says thank you for her drink, even though her mom says thank you, Jenny. She just says thank you. So, like, kid's missing a word there. <laughs> yeah, she's trying her best. Uh, and then the guy shows up, and he's like, oh, I just like some tea. Like, any tea will do. Just make sure the water is very hot. <laughs> and yeah, he's very, he's, very, uh... He says that so creepily, and she, the, like, barista looks charmed by this interaction. No, she doesn't. She's... Really? She looks like she's no, like no. Because, well, he's like, oh yeah, whatever tea you would prefer, and she's like, ha ha. Like the, the the look that I got for that was like, ha ha. I, okay. Because like, I never... got from that was she was enjoying the weird situation. No, because I I feel like no service individual enjoys. Oh, what do you like? Yes, yes. In I don't. Real, you don't. Yes, in yeah. real life, no one enjoys that. Yeah, but, but this is a TV show. <laughs> Yeah, but but anyways, like, he, he that's gets what his, the actress seemed like. He gets his very hot tea uh, and goes and sits sits down bes- beside the nice uh, mom and daughter, um, and uh, <laughs> is talking. You know, it's a nice, lovely little conversation about enjoying um, life with your kids uh, before they grow up. Uh, and he pulls like, out this so- little vial. Well, he's it. like, soon you all you will have is pictures. All and you'll have is memories. Uh, <laughs> pulls, pulls out the strangers, little... like full on. <laughs> like, uh, if I've... I was that mom, I would have taken my child and left the second that stranger talked to us. So, so excuse David... me, strange foreigner. We're in Boston, where racism is okay. <laughs> so, so David, it's important. Fuck off. It's it's important to note. Um, over my travels, like when I when I took the uh, TTC to high school every day, I got talked to way too often from that. Man, Sir, I did you just refer that. to taking the TTC to school as your travels? <laughs> yes. You also I, said that. I really thought you were going to mention like you going to US not just taking the TTC. No, but like legitimately like every day, like at least once at least once or twice a week, a random stranger would start talking to me. I would hate that so much, dude. It was fine. They were, I they would were have changed my cool. Tr- I would have changed my route. I would have started wearing headphones, even without listening to anything. 
there were there were times where I was wearing headphones and I'd still get talked to. I think Nick, it's because you're too smiley. You don't have a resting bitch face. That's why people talk to you. Yeah, no one talks to me. <laughs> no one talks even to people, me. Either. Even people I know. Uh. I'll be staring dead ahead. People I know will see me and go, "No, he's pissed off." You need to practice your uh, resting bitch face. I don't. I have seriously throughout throughout high school. People like when the brief overlap with my sister with my sisters and I being in high school at the same time or one of my sisters her friends would always be like why is charlie so angry all the time <laughs> and th- she'd be like did something piss you off today i'm like no i was in a good mood today and she's like oh you just got a resting bitch face <laughs> it's great no one bothers me but anyways uh this 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 dude is definitely so- bothering this family sorry uh- <laughs> no one bothered me on my travels <laughs> <laughs> I never got bothered on my uh, my my daily journeys and quests, <laughs> my pilgrimages. Yes. <laughs> on this long arduous journey from home to school. Listen, man, it was it was a bus and two subways. It was a lot. Oh, uh, your your choice of words is just great all the time. I, uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, so. He he takes out a little vial or something and is like, soon all you will have is pictures, and then dumps it in. And, and then the, the mom's like, like mm. <laughs> yeah, she's like cinnamon. I I like I like to think that she's like, oh, I guess he put some fireball in there. Because <laughs> <laughs> the dude, hey, to be fair, the dude does go something like that. <laughs> Couldn't have just been like, hey, can I get some hot water? I brought my own thermos. I brought my own tea bag. Just get really hot water for me. Like you couldn't do that. Uh, <laughs> but hey, and, um, let's 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 cut to the fringe team now. Coming into coming into the same cafe, um, and there's nothing different. Um, yeah. Guy's still there enjoying his uh, beautiful fireballed tea, uh, tea <laughs> and they arrest him. End of episode. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's we didn't cut to nighttime. Broyles isn't walking them through explaining a lot of fucking people are dead here, but not the little girl. They yes. made sure to show you that the little girl is alive. The little girl's fine. They, Her mom might be dead, but the they, little girl is fine. She might they be didn't extremely want to kill traumatized. <laughs> they didn't want the Nazi to kill a young child this episode. Yep. Only a Holocaust victim. Oh. Or sorry, Holocaust survivor. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, um, they are like, hey, uh, this one's kind of weird. It doesn't look like they're like, like they're related by family. In fact, they're definitely not related by family. Um, and Walter starts to go around and goes, hey, um, Peter, take a look in those eyes. What, what color are they? He's like, all right, they're brown. He's like, yep, all the victims had brown eyes. <laughs> yeah, and then he's like, it's a good thing you weren't here, Agent Broyles, or else you would be dead too. <laughs> and Broyles just has that little moment of, why the fuck do i still employ you <laughs> just well, was going why would you say that like it's so yes. just like a look of why no. <laughs> there is no it would have cost you nothing to say that yeah. it's it's like i, I was kind of like questioning it's like that that feels like casual racism right like <laughs> it does feel like such casual racism and it just it might just be the ambiance of the entire episode but like <laughs> <laughs> feels like it feels like really casual racism well because um peter and walter both have very blue eyes right so and olivia's just, eyes are yeah. like greenish like they're not brown yeah, yeah. So it doesn't feel like very weirdly racist <laughs> <laughs> just... 
hey, black man, your eyes are brown. You would have died. Oh. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Anyhow, uh, Walter's like, we need to go back to the lab. I, I think I know where this is coming from. Um, and then we see our creepy German dude looking from uh, the police line. And he's like, oh, it's Dr. Bischoff. And the cop's like, you know, Dr. Bishop, do you need something from him? And he's like, oh, no, he looks just like his father, though. And you're like, what the fuck? You're in your 20s. You're yep. in your 20s or your 30s. <laughs> um, this is where we get to the unexplained part of this episode, which is just this dude. <laughs> yeah. We we'll, yeah we'll, get to that, we'll get to that at the end of it. Um, I mean, at the at, when, when Walter's going through like all the Nazi experiments that they were doing, he does mention like Fountain of Youth. Yes. So I think that's supposed to be the throwaway line that explains it all. Yeah, but um, uh, let's, yeah. let's get back, back to the lab. <laughs> yeah, we get back to the lab and uh, Olivia brings the teacup with that's had the toxin in it because they smell the cinnamon. They're like, we got a partial print, but we can't get it through. It's not enough to run through the database. Maybe Walter can do something with it. And Walter, meanwhile, has made a molecular model of the toxin. And so he goes <laughs> through and goes, this is the part that kills you. This small part can be swapped out for whatever genetic trait. And then, hey, look, he did a carbon signature of it's the um, fossilized seahorse that is one of the glyphs for Fringe. Yes. Oh, yeah, it is the glyph. Yeah. yeah. I can't believe David didn't realize that. I just did not. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Walter explains it's a signature some chemists will put in their... Sim- their initials or a symbol to kind of show off and say it's theirs and this is where he's like I don't know why he's bragging about it it's not particularly creative um, and then Peter and I guess yeah met- this is where they talk about chromium trioxide as well yeah the other so Peter's like oh that's a regulated thing you should go check and see who's been buying it um, and Walter's like oh um, Peter's like oh also that signature looks like a seahorse and Walter's like ah das Siefertchen <laughs> or German for seahorse, which is what they nicknamed his dad because he was a great swimmer. Yep. And this is where Walter is so this is where weird. Walter digs up the old hey by the way, your your grandfather might have been a Nazi, Peter. Uh, Not might have been. Your grandfather was a Nazi. Yeah. Because yeah. he goes Peter's like, yeah, grandpa was a scientific pioneer at the University of Berlin, but he fled Europe in nineteen thirty three and Walter's like, oh no. It was in 1943. We fudged the numbers numbers a bit. And Peter's like, you're telling me my grandfather was a Nazi. And Walter's like, only technically. He was a spy for the Allies. I think I have a note here which is like, oh, wow, Fringe. Making the grandfather Nazi and then going, wait, wait, whoa, whoa. It's okay, though. It's okay. (laughs) Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. We we promise he's only, he was only kind of. (laughs) Yeah. Um. And so Walter's like rummaging through and being like, I have all these books. This is how he smuggled his research back into the States. Um, I remember reading notes on the toxin because I saw that symbol. It'll, we just have to find this and then I can build some stuff off of it. And Peter's like, it's not going to be there. I sold all those old German books 10 years ago Mm because I needed money. And Walter's like, oh, how could you? Now my father's work is being used to kill people and I'm upset about it. And I'm like, Walter. That is Peter's life every fucking episode. Yeah. <laughs> like every single episode of Fringe in season one was somebody uses Peter's father's work 
to kill people. Yeah. <laughs> we see Walter's upset because, yeah, legacy being used against him by Nazis. That's obviously not great. Um, and then we see in the bishop's house, um, the German dude is munching on an apple because they're pulling that asshole character. It's my favorite trope, by the way, is whenever you need a character to appear like an asshole, you just have them eat an apple on screen and have them do that big crunch. It's a weird thing. I also really love, uh, I specifically noticed here, like the sting, uh, like the musical sting as well, where they do like the violins. Uh, and like the Fringe does the haunting violins all the time as a musical sting. Oh, but yeah. they do it really well here. I really enjoy the haunting sting here. Yeah, because he's, he's munching on an apple and then he grabs Walter's sweater. And I think they even show that there's like some hair on the sweater. Yes. Which is incredibly ominous. Is Which what it like, is. how did he get the sweater? But... <laughs> <laughs> apart that is what i was confused by <laughs> um we then go to our favorite bookstore owner um who of course peter sold the books to because it's the only rare book collector he uh he knows of and the guy's what's his name is it markham uh it's mark it's the the bookstore's name is markham yeah it's edward markham um okay he's, so he's i think they favorite, just call he's him our, he's one of our recurring characters uh yeah. that comes by um Seems kind of seedy, but like he hasn't done anything but like help them. He just feels kind of seedy. <laughs> he yeah, he's the he's that sketchy guy who's like you can count on him, but don't really count on him. Yeah, um, and he's like, how should I know where your books are? You sold them to me ten years ago, and um, Peter's like, well, because you're the kind of paranoid guy who owns a bookstore and keeps detailed records of every single sale you've ever made. Um, yeah, and guess what? He did, um, and not just that, but he rem- remembers the guy who he sold them to, and mentions, yeah, no, he was kind of a weird dude. Um, Olivia's basically like, hey, why would you sell Walter's? Uh, why would you sell Walter's books? You didn't need the money. Um, and Peter mentions, yeah, no, um, I didn't like my father like ten years ago, um, and uh, I knew that those were like some of his like favorite things, and I just sold them because I was very pissed off with him. Which is not a super cool thing to do. Uh, but yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, we then swap over to the, to our spooky man again. Uh, uh, sorry. Did we get Markham has tracked down, um, who he sold the books to? Yes. Uh, and okay. that he was a weird dude. Um, yeah. and yeah, we now go back to our, uh, spooky, spooky Nazi man. Um, and he is synthesizing some stuff, um, and doesn't look particularly good, but he's using one of those, um, like, aluminum, like, it's one of those, like, cans that you use when you're, like, um, lighting food under one of those, like, pre-built things for, like, a buffet. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know, like, whatever those things are called. (laughs) Yeah, they look like containers for, like, wax pucks. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um, yeah, it seems to be tossing an, stuff in there. Another nitpick I have um, for anyone who ever does the Nazi in the modern world thing. Why do they only listen to classical German compositions? Because it's an easy, it's an easy thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> but like every single time, it's always classical. Ger- like surely, well, surely so it's always classical no- music, and I'm assuming that normally they pick German composers, but I have, I'm have i not that well-versed in classical music to know for sure that it's a German composer. But yes, they um, always pick German composers. Yeah, it just, it just feels very lazy. Like, surely they would like some, 
like modern music, modern compositions. Some good stuff has happened in the last couple, like, 50 years. Do, do us. <laughs> do us. <laughs> uh, anyways, Olivia and Peter show up at um, the Eric Franco's house. Yep. And uh, they, they knock and he doesn't come to answer. Um, and Peter goes, hey, why don't we just let ourselves in? And, like, Olivia doesn't even turn away. She points the flashlight to help him <laughs> break into this dude's house. Um, I, I, uh, Patriot Act. It's, uh, there's a Nazi inside. We promise. Uh, Every single time, Patriot Act. And, and, um, hey, and, it does look like there's a Nazi inside. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of Nazi propaganda in, and yeah, they wander around for a bit, and then the Franco shows up, and they're like, "Get off the ground!" He's like, "Oh God, don't shoot me!" <laughs> he's like, "He's like, yeah, uh, I'm an artist." I promise. I, I I just do I just do the Nazi the the art to like you know show. He's trying to he, he describes it as the banal nature of evil that tyrants are just regular schmucks. Which shocking that he later reveals no one is buying his work. Incredible. <laughs> um, and he even turned one of the books that he bought off Marco off yeah off Marco Marco into. Oh, yeah into this collage that's got pieces of it cut out into the shape of Hitler. Uh yeah. So they uh they buy all the books and he generously donates the collage. Yes, after going, "Hey, it is for sale." <laughs> and they look at him and he's like, "I can probably donate it to the cause." <laughs> and then we get we get Sassy Walter, which uh, understandably sassy where he's like, "My father was a lover of modern art." I don't think he would have appreciated this as its <laughs> notes are being used to depict Adolf Hitler. Um, yeah. Um, and Peter's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Walter. And Walter's like, apology not accepted. Yeah. It's like, hot damn. Well, to be fair, I, Walter does have every right to be pissed here. That's Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, 100% so. But I mean, I think he should also appreciate that Peter still isn't pissed at him. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. So they, um, so Astrid, Astrid then appears um, and goes, "Yeah, no, uh, no match on that DNA from the killer." Um, and Olivia's like, "Wait, there was DNA?" Um, they're like, "Yeah, no, we lost that partial fingerprint." Walter did some spooky science voodoo and got enough DNA off of that. And Which I, like, I'm calling bullshit on this. There's no way there's enough actual DNA in skin cells from a partial fingerprint. But yeah, um, they're like, but Walter's like, ah, that's what I expected. Um, it, the, the DNA test that I ran made no sense. The, the man should be hun- over 100 years old. Yeah, Walter's like, I fucked up the telomeres. I must have damaged them because yeah. he's over 100 years old. Yeah. And um, Peter well, no, he didn't, starts... he didn't fuck up the telomeres. That's just how they work. Um, well, no, Walter thinks he messed it up. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's I like I, he's like I think I messed it up because the telomere degradation suggests he's over a hundred. So Walter thinks he he screwed up, which, which his also DNA should mean extraction. he like almost doesn't have any more telomeres. Like the telomeres are like gone. <laughs> yeah. Um. But while Walter's sulking, Peter looks at the collage and it has a German pop propaganda poster for uh, the the master race, and he goes, "Wait." What if you could combine the genetic traits that the toxin targets at the same time and create a toxin that kills everyone but blue hair and blonde or blue hair, blue eyes and blonde hair, (laughs) blue hair and blonde eyes. My favorite. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> the true master race anime girls. I feel like David would appreciate that. <laughs> if, he's still waiting for cat ears to be genetically grafted. Oh, oh no. <laughs> oh no. Uh, we're back, um, for the audience, in case things sound weird, it's because we had to take a quick break, um, there was this really nice bridge that I used to cross occasionally, and I just had to burn it down. I had to pour it of gasoline and melt the fucking bridge. So that was done. Man, I remember when we almost had another person to play Among Us with us if we were gonna do that again. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> I'll take that sacrifice. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a fair. Yeah, I don't want to yep. get stabbed in the back constantly. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Anyway, okay, okay. back on track. Um, I believe I just got finished talking about the master race of uh blue-haired, blonde-eyed, right? Uh, cat girls. Yes, cat girls. That's where we left off. Cat yes, girls. Cat girls. Uh, that's important. <laughs> that's the cut. That's the demarcation point. <laughs> All right, um, so the rest of the episode, we just talk about cat girls, right? <laughs> yeah, so Peter Peter supposes that they're going to use this toxin to target uh, multiple genetic traits to kind of weed out and filter the master race by elimination. And we get to see that's exactly probably what he's doing because the Nazi guy goes into this back alley with the little can and this non-white homeless dude comes out with brown hair and brown eyes probably. Oh, we're only here. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, we're gonna we're gonna speed through this. Yep. Um, and the guy's like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "Oh, I'm testing dispersion for my for my experiment. You're free to watch if you like." And guy does not run away. Um, yeah, guy and his dog watch, and then the entire thing like poofs up, and it looks like the scene from Batman Begins with the toxin throughout Gotham. It gets real foggy, and then the homeless dude collapses dead, and, and his poor dog is just left alone. I'm like, someone get the dog. Yeah. Hey, at least we know that it doesn't target dogs. Yeah, that it's probably remarkable. Actually, it's only human-based poison. I guess. Yeah, it's in- incredible. Yes, yeah, cyanide mean, that only hits humans. I mean, if you can target by specific like gene markers, you can target by species. Like, uh, yeah, sure. Um, in the lab, Walter is—he's created his own version of the toxin, and he's trying it on a whole bunch of rats, where he's only trying to kill um the non-white ones which walter you idiot you you, you know that it doesn't work <laughs> on dogs <laughs> um and peter's like why are you doing this i thought you knew what the toxin like i thought you knew its molecular makeup and walter's like oh i can't figure out how to stop it unless i replicate it and i'm like but you already replicated it you had a molecular model of it. Yep, but now he's got to make it in real life. He also has to make it work on rats. That's an important part I, of this. I guess. <laughs> um, then Olivia shows up with Astrid, and they couldn't find any chromium trioxide purchasers in the last six months. Um, but one of their contacts was like, look for sodium chromate. And Walter's like, oh, yeah, you soak sodium chromate in, what is it, sulfur? Yeah, or ammonia, something, something, something helps it. Um, yeah, it, it you does, mix sodium chromate things. and something else, and it cr- produces chromium trioxide. Um, I don't know how accurate that is. I'm not a chemist. <laughs> uh, and they get Olivia has three addresses for people who bought sodium chromate, and Walter's like, "Oh, these two are pharmaceutical companies." Um, I guess he keeps tabs on all the local pharmaceutical companies. You know, so he Walter's, knows where to you buy know Walter's trying to figure out, yeah, who to, where to buy his drugs from. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> where he can make LSD without popping up on a government watch list. <laughs> Sus is all hell. <laughs> but hey, um, uh, one of these doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, the third one, Hoffman Biological, is a residential address in Newton, Massachusetts. 
and they rush on their way there. Um, and we get there before them because we see Hoffman, that's the Nazi guy, uh, in his basement listening again to classical German com- compositions because mm-hmm. musical tastes don't evolve since the 40s, I guess, if you're a Nazi. Um, and he's making a fake ID badge for something. Um, he uh, we see we see world tolerance initiative on the bottom of it. Oh, is it the world tolerance initiative? Yeah, okay. it's yeah, like yeah. the most on the nose thing for him to be trying to like. <laughs> yeah. test. like the world tolerance organization is throwing a gala. Yep. <laughs> He was only he was only a week off from the we really don't like Nazi thing. <laughs> he was like that would have been perfect. I guess I'll have to go with world tolerance. Yeah, that is, um, yeah, close. yeah, it's fine. <laughs> uh, so the FBI is getting set because Boros found it in the budget for another raid team. Yep, uh, Boros scrounged um, it together, went and begged to his uh to his superiors. <laughs> went, listen, we got a Nazi. Yeah. <laughs> And they're like, wait, really? <laughs> I thought they all worked for us. Oh, man. Oh. Hey, famously, the U.S. brought over Nazi yeah. scientists to help them get to the moon. This is facts. Yeah. Be ashamed of your history. Yeah. <laughs> hey, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of issues on that. I we're not we're not gonna we're not gonna double. Yeah, the ball and right then now. they made Hydra and Shield. Uh. <laughs> or if you watch Hunters, the Amazon Prime series, they just continued being Nazis. <laughs> um yeah sorry he hears the raid team hoffman hears the raid team coming and then very calmly puts a beaker on the stove yep um after he packs up all of his death candles he he does he does have a lot of death candles yeah and then sneaks out um right after that olivia and the team find his hidden lab and they're going through and they find the forge they find the id cards and like oh he's forging an id where they find photos and like he was forging an ID card. Um, Peter's like, Walter, isn't this your sweater? Perfectly timed so that Walter starts suffering the effects of the toxin. Mm-hmm. And Olivia um, smartly looks around and goes, "Oh, that's not." Well, right. Olivia sees sees the beaker on on the induction burner and goes, "It's smoking. I should just shove it off and shatter it so that it <laughs> goes fucking everywhere." Here, Walter, drink this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they get Walter outside and give him an oxygen mask. Um, also, I feel like we really glossed over the fact that this is a toxin that makes it really hard for you to breathe. Oh, oh. no. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I feel like that just kind of, we glanced over that God. and I thought I should bring it up. Why? <laughs> yep. Um, yep. Yep. We then caught to Hoffman in line for the, uh, the World Tolerance Initiative. Uh, he has forged his way in looking like staff, um... And they they check all his candles and smell them. They're like, yes, cinnamon, just yeah, how I want. Ooh, my. cinnamon, <laughs> just these how are, I want. These are nice. Well, no, and the problem is they look exactly like the kind that you put under there because that's what he's gonna do with them. Uh, yeah, but they're like, yeah, no, Why? cinnamon. That's what they should smell like. <laughs> um, Olivia is like, hey. Why was he trying to kill you, Walter? Like, why did he target you specifically? And Walter's like, must have known my dad betrayed the Nazis. <laughs> Which, like, um, hey, fair. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and Peter recognizes that he forged the ID badge for the World Tolerance Initiative. So we're all rushing there for the grand finale. Um, Broyles is talking to Olivia and Peter as they rush over to the conference. Um, and Broyles is like, there's a lot of non-master race people here. <laughs> Like a lot of them, foreign dignitaries. Some would even say, "Yeah." <laughs> um, also, foreign and... dignitaries just 
in you know their cultural garb <laughs> yes <laughs> my, my favorite which i think is always weird like yeah <laughs> um broils is like i'm going to call security and have them evacuated but it's gonna take um, long yeah because there's a whole bunch of very important foreign dignitaries here and they all have their own security details and it's going to take a while to get everyone out yep uh walter then uh grabs a gas mask and runs down back into the lab where he almost died and, and is like cool i'm not harmed by the air yeah and then takes um, off the gas mask takes in a big whiff and goes yeah no i'm fine <laughs> i mean if you survived <laughs> if you survived once on the oxygen surely you can survive twice on the oh. oxygen um oh. if not like ventilators <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe some oh, hydrochloroquine no. oh no <laughs> um he notices something on a on a he's a fogging machine i think i don't know why i guess i know why it's there just just a fogging machine on the shelf in a nazi basement it's whatever yeah fog machine he he knows how to create an atmosphere this nazi uh he he hesitates thinks a dark thought then takes the device fringe wiki it strikes again back at it again with the fringe wiki (laughs) no ellipses this time i'm very upset about that um alfred hoffman the nazi is now in waitstaff uniform he's putting all the mechanical canisters under the the warm food trays where you get like scrambled eggs from the slightly better than bad hotel you've stayed at for your cousin's like hockey tournament or something yep Uh, sorry if i'm getting way too accurate for some people (laughs) it was my cousin but (laughs) Um, we (laughs) we cut back into the lab and walter's like furiously mixing some stuff around Uh, And Astrid's like, I can drive you home whenever. And Walter's like, no, 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 I don't want to go home. We have to go to the conference. I can stop this. And he has a tube filled with some blue liquid. And it's Mm -hmm. very important to recognize that he says stop instead of like, you know, I can cure or prevent. Yeah. (laughs) It's a Um, a very accurate choice of words. We later learn. Yeah. Uh, Olivia and Peter arrive and it's like, we don't know where he is. He could be anywhere. Same with this thing to deliver the toxin. So let's go look around and she's like holy shit peter there are candles fucking everywhere but the candles have been lit so it's not the candles yep and um, walter does the cool or peter does that peter's being cool and pinches out all the candles as he goes yeah. past yeah. i like the random look the waiter gives him like what the fuck dude as he walks <laughs> by and puts out a candle puts out um, two walter shows up <laughs> and he's he's like oh hey we gotta <laughs> we have to go upstairs and he's carrying like the it's like a nazi shoulder bag no it's like, like is a, it a messenger bag <laughs> it's like a nazi briefcase it's, it's amazing uh it's kind of bold to be carrying that at the world tolerance but yeah no he, he, he goes up to the second floor because as we all know walter needs the high ground uh he learned well <laughs> it's over um, nazis yeah i think uh peter also sees some of the wait staff one of the waiters about to light the puck and like grabs it and he's like let's not do that just yet and then sniffs and is like cinnamon this is it and then as soon as that happens we hear some violent coughing yeah and you're like it's a good scene because you for a second you're like shit he must have lit some already yep but then we go over and no hoffman is the one suffocating and he looks up and he looks past peter and goes bischoff traitor in a very dramatic fashion and then dies <laughs> he was and, dying to be i feel yeah, like yep. i feel like anything you say while dying is dramatic that I, is your I, that is your one free drama pass uh i mean i'm gonna make my last words the most pathetic thing on the planet then just despite david that's still dramatic 
Um, and then the camera pans up and it's Walter looking very kind of sinister with the fog machine. <laughs> like, I, I don't know, John, John Noble looks like pissed off to all hell in this scene. Once but again, also like lacking emotion at the same time. Once again, weird. John Noble, wonderful. good actor is what we're learning from all of this. Yeah. As as we've learned for a season and a half now, John Noble's a good actor. John Noble equal good actor. Uh. Yeah. Um, Broyles shows up afterwards to kind of debrief the team. And this and... time, Walter doesn't make a casually racist comment. <laughs> no. Walter's like, basically, yeah, I killed the Nazi. What are you going to do about it, bitch? Arrest me? <laughs> And then Bros is like, go home. <laughs> well, so like this I, is the I, second time now in two episodes <laughs> that Walter just goes to Bros and goes, "Bitch," <laughs> and like so it's so it's you funny. won't. <laughs> so it's funny because I'm like, oh man, no, like Walter should probably face some repercussions. And I thought I was like, it's basically shooting him with a gun. <laughs> <laughs> this was Olivia. It, you know, no one be thinking twice about it. <laughs> um, and then. Walter goes up to Olivia and is like, hey, you have to understand, like, there's nothing I won't do to protect my family. Hint, hint, bang my son. <laughs> what? <laughs> Did you not get that vibe? Is him no, basically no, being like, no, this... Olivia, you're my family and you could make okay, it Okay, yeah, I got that first part, but I didn't get the bang my son part. Well, the Pers- bang my son part is included in the you're going to become family. Personally, <laughs> I just got the creepy Walter vibes of don't fuck with my family. Um, and I, I, But I, only I... if you fuck my family. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, And then... Uh, we go home. Yeah. Or no, at the home. And yeah. Yeah, we're back at the Bishop home, and uh, g- the weird artist um, gave them all the stuff back. And Peter has obviously spent a lot of work, and he comes to Walter and he's like, Look, I restored everything that I possibly could of your dad's. Like, I'm sorry I did this. Um, and it's a very nice, kind of somber moment where Walter's like, Oh, look here, it's your grandfather. And he's like, I think you two would have gotten along very well and it's a shame you never met and then they kind of muse on how did hoffman get the notes if it didn't come from walter's father's notes and they're like i never know some things are never know left, but... uh, unexplained which yeah, walter's definitely one... never said before <laughs> yeah. god fucking hell and then there's one photo that they conveniently overlook where it's walter's father and then Spooky there's Nazi. hoffman or is it Walter or is it Walter's dad? It's Walter's dad. It's Walter's I think dad. It's supposed to be, Walter's, supposed to be dad. Walter's dad. Yeah. Okay. And then there's and then... Hoffman just chilling in the background, looking exactly the same. Which yeah. leads me to my question: What the fuck, immortal Nazi? What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Hey, not immortal anymore. Immortal Nazi. <laughs> not immortal <Told> anymore. <laughs> he uh, he found a way to target the genes that control aging. Yep. <laughs> murdered all those genes too uh Uh, um the cipher for this episode is father don't even have to explain how that's relevant yeah it's the fatherland right yeah (laughs) i actually think germany refers to itself as the fatherland it does yes (laughs) unlike most countries that call themselves the motherland which is interesting i think it is uh the observer is then seen um past the window of the the wiki calls it the diner, but I think they mean the cafe. Yep. 
All right. before the little girl loses the non, her mother. The, the uh, no-name uh, Starbucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the non-name Starbucks. All right, David, you ready for your favorite segment of the episode? I'm already... Nothing you could say <laughs> could make me angrier today, so, so go for it. So, so, Charlie, so, Charlie, do you think this one's pretty... Do you think this one's all right? I'm okay with this one. Yeah, this one's fine. This one's fine. Okay, so, remember back to Pandemic from last episode. Yep. Um, so remember our second guy who dies, the courier. Yes. So if you were to look closely at his bag that he had on. There was what? a swastika. No. Close. Close. Uh, opposite. Uh, opposite. <laughs> opposite. There was an ally symbol? <laughs> no, there was the logo of the World Toler- Tolerance Initiative. Oh, yeah, that's the opposite. Yeah. I'd like. Honestly, See, that I'm one's pretty not okay bad. with that one. <laughs> David's just David. Yeah, buddy. yeah. Listen, <laughs> I'm I'm at zen a... with the world. I guess <laughs> uh, the smoke from that burning bridge uh, has cleared up my sinuses <laughs> and my mind. <laughs> oh dear. Oh. Do you have any fun facts for I us? I usually look them up while the episode's going on, but I was distracted today. Well. <laughs> so, no. Um, <laughs> looking really quickly, uh, uh, generally had mixed to positive reviews for today's episode. Um, they love the plot line, but uh, the actual sort of content and the weird revelations about, uh, like, uh Walter's uh, father field out of the. They said they felt it out of the left field, which I kind of agree with because it Uh-oh. seems like a major plot point to just kind of bring up. Yep, it comes out of nowhere. Yeah, <laughs> like I think the only foreshadowing we've had about Walter's father so far was like his grave, which was his tombstone, which I think they had to change the dates on, right? Yes. Yeah. Because the original dates don't line up with this backstory. Yes. Uh... So. Hey, yeah, here's, here's, a, here's a little bit fun, wonky. Here's another fun little thing, David. Just a little bit of trivia that was in the episode. Um, they show at one point a Rubik's Cube in the episode. Uh, and oh. the Rubik's Cube has three greens and one red on its side. Oh, that's super cool. Yeah, there's actually a lot of those because you've got the seahorse glyph in this. Um, there's mm-hmm. also the apple glyph appears to be worn into the backrest of, of an office chair in one scene as well. Um, oh. You've got a couple little Easter eggs that they tossed into this episode. I think the three green red is my favorite recurring set reference i bet if we went back we could find it in every episode um that feels I like i think something it's they put in, in at least every season one episode and like i honestly think it's probably in every season two as well like we could probably go back and find it in every one if we- but we won't nope <laughs> <laughs> but we won't um ratings this is this is like a three three and a half it's a fun episode the nazi stuff yeah. feels tiring today but was like, eh, they're doing a Nazi episode when it first aired. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, three and a half for me. Um, fun episode, nothing inherently wrong with it. Um, I think the like sort of like implications of this whole fringe sciencey thing are are nice and spooky, uh, mm-hmm. which I like, <laughs> especially the fact that you know now the FBI has a way to um, kill anyone. Yeah, but it's <laughs> never gonna come back. Like, when has a no. fringe no. thing ever come back? Like, actually, I think like maybe three times. Hey, you like wanna, the equation, you wanna, uh, mind reading hat. You want to know what would have been really cool um, if season five of Fringe had just been like the government coming back at them with all this stuff? <laughs> well, now I know it's not. Uh, yep. <laughs> um, yeah, I'd agree. Three and a half. Like, good episode overall. Uh, if nothing ever comes back, this episode becomes a two and a half for me because why would you bring up that they're related to Nazis if you don't bring it back up? 
So yeah. well, if it does, we'll if it Denver gets brought back up, then my rating falls. The audience, <laughs> make sure you keep that in mind. Or if you've already watched the entire um, series, then you already know. Yeah. <laughs> um, I will say next week we go headfirst back into the plot. Oh yeah! Yay! Next next week plot episode. Episode 15. We're almost done the season, guys. It was only like 10 episodes between plot-relevant episodes. <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah. yeah. But hey, um, thanks for listening to this. Um, the, it sure was an episode. Uh... <laughs> how, long have, how long was our recording session, Nick? I'd just like the uh, audience to know how long we've been recording. All right. About we, two hours. We logged in... Um, it would be 113 minutes ago. Um, it's when we started talking to each other, right before mm-hmm. the episode started. But, you know, almost two hours ago. Uh, <laughs> it's been a, a, an interesting trip of two hours, and so oh boy. Uh, and I hope it's well, been an interesting trip for you guys for the last, like, 45 minutes to an hour and a half. I don't know how long this episode is. Uh, I don't know either. <laughs> but hey. We'll see. Thank you for listening to this. David, maybe you can toss in some fun little, like, Easter egg funny things for all of the, like, cuts that we have. Um, but yeah, if you like the episode, uh, feel free to uh, drop us a like or a comment on whatever podcatching service you're using. Speaking of podcatching services, you can find us on a lot of them. Um, you can find us on Apple Podcasts. You can find us on Spotify. You can find us on Google Podcasts. You can find us through Alexa. Um, and you can, of course, always find us at our uh, home on Podbean. Um, we hope you enjoyed the episode. If you have any comments, if you, you want to yell at us for anything we've said, or just leave us a happy thing, um, you can reach out to, out to us on Twitter at Forsaf, or you can also send us an email if you've got a longer thing that you want to get angry at us for, um, forsaf at gmail.com. Uh, I've been Nick. They've been Charlie and David. Outro. The theme music for Four Seasons and a Funeral is Algorithms by Chad Crouch and is licensed under a Attribution Non-Commercial 3.0 Creative Commons license. <laughs>